This is Huey. It's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. Duh. Mm-hmm, Duh. Mm-hmm. If you missed last week's episode, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, what the fuck did we talk about? We talked about... Um, adult friendships. That's what we talked about. We did yeah. talk about adult friendships. Um, And it was a dope episode. It was a really great conversation. I really appreciated that topic. Yeah, it was different. Um, Because like I said, we all think we know how to make friends, like, like being kids, but... That is that's not the way that works when you're grownups. Um and and conflict resolution is key in that. And so. clear, effective, efficient communication and all that stuff. I had myself cracking up when I was talking about uh we don't vibrate at a frequency. That one mm. <laughs> I don't know where I come up with these things, but I got a cackle out of myself. My favorite line was uh <laughs> I wanted to do a breakdown, not a debrief of when you uh, (laughs) talked about the concert. Uh, And I was like, yeah, no, that's dope. I think that is way. I think a lot of people just add that to their (laughs) to the things. Yeah, no, I wanted to breakdowns, not debriefs. Yeah, that's not. (laughs) not I I don't want to tell you what happened. I want to talk about what happened with somebody who actually experienced the same thing, but potentially from a different perspective. Absolutely. That's how you have a, a nourishing conversation about something. So yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check that one out. Um, but when jumping to nigga, we made it because some shit happened maybe over the last week, kind of maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's talk about it. What you got? Um. So I'm trying the dating thing. <laughs> oh um, yeah. And, and it's a really interesting thing because I, I feel like I've attempted to start dating like five times in the past year Mm. (laughs) but um something really started to dawn on me um today actually and it's no matter how much you like a nigga that don't make him your nigga and it don't make you his nigga Mm. and i was like damn i really spoke a word on that i was on the treadmill where i do a lot of my deep thinking okay um but yeah I have a tendency to just because I really like somebody, you know, I I start moving and thinking as if I am already in a relationship. Oh, okay. Um, and start setting expectations as if we're in a relationship all the while knowing we're not in a relationship. And not rushing to be in one. So it's weird because it's like, yeah, I'm not in a rush to be in a relationship. I want to be in one eventually, but I don't want to rush this. I want to still get to know each other, yada, yada, yada. But I'm still projecting relationship expectations and behaviors on both of us. Um, So, yeah, it was dope figuring that out or coming to that realization. Um, And it definitely relieves a lot of stress. Um, and between therapy and just spiritual advisors and astrology stuff, a lot of what I've been being told is to relax and calm down and let go of how I've been doing things and operating previously and just move without thinking so much. So that was a dope realization. 
Um, and I made it through a lot of uh, workout stuff. I ran a little over five miles an hour. Damn. And by okay. ran, I mean ran and swiftly walked. Um, <laughs> yeah, got it. Got to sprint the straightaways, jog the corners. You know that. You know between, I say between four miles an hour and six miles an hour. Okay. Um. So yeah, I did that, and I feel great. Uh, I smell like ass, but some niggas apparently like that. Uh, oh, is that is that that man smell? Yes, that's exactly before? what man. I'm. <laughs> I wonder. Never mind. I do remember. Um. So yeah, that's what I've made it through. How about you? Um. Uh, yeah, I didn't didn't do any of those things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I I made it through. I was in a funk. Um. And shout out to BJ. Um. BJ was talking about being in a funk um, or feeling undervalued. And I was yes. actually going through that the end of last week. I was too. Um, and I don't know why. Um, I woke up on this might have. Mm, yeah. So it might've been Wednesday, Wednesday. I just, I woke up and I woke up and I felt like shit. Um, there's really no other way to like say it. I just, I didn't feel like, I felt like everything that I did the day before, as good as I felt, was worthless. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of my energy. The energy that I've been putting out, positive and all, has not, I felt like it wasn't reciprocated. Um, and normally, my mindset is to, like, burn everything down, right? So start cutting people off, start ghosting, not speaking. Um, I do this thing where I think that, like, people are against me um, or they don't care about what I'm doing. And so I, like, clam up and then I'm really quiet uh, in a way, because I'm just like, nobody cares about what I got going on. And I think through therapy, I've been able to acknowledge those things and also, um, you know, like move forward because then like I can go through the timelines and I can go through my mentions and I can go through my text messages of where people are like really appreciative for even knowing me or like really grateful for conversations that we had or, or laughs that I give them. Right. Mm. Um, and so moment shared or I can go back and read conversations of when um, things were better. Um, and so I also had to like verbally say to people like, yo, I'm in a funk right now. Like I'm uh, I'm not feeling it today. Um, and it's not that's not a y'all problem. So don't try to fix it because I know the everybody's immediate thing is like, what can I do? And I'm like, it's nothing you can do. Um, I need you to just like give me a minute. That's it. Just give me a minute. Like, let me. Kind of get my mind right. Um, I'm gonna go like watch TV or something. Or I'm just gonna lay down for a little bit. Um, you like naps? Yeah, you know I'm terrible at naps to be honest. <laughs> but I I will go lay in the bed. I will act like I'm asleep and lay still and be quiet or listen to a podcast. Um, and just lay in the bed or something like that. But yeah, so I absolutely felt what he was talking about in in that way. Um, and I, I try to not get too deep into it. I can't stay in that space long. And I think. Through therapy and through conversations with people, I can get out of that faster than I used to. I used to sit in there for weeks on end, but like now it's like a one or two day thing. I'm trying to get it down to where it's like just a few hours. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. That was my like Wednesday and Thursday and most of my Friday. Um, and then everything else was good. Like, uh, you know, I got to appreciate everything else. So I'm trying to do um, for people that don't know, I produce the uh saturday series podcast so the 31st of may is the deadline for season two 
So I'm trying to wrangle in all these audio clips being sent in, create stories on my own, work with as many people as possible to do things. So um, so I'm really excited about that in that way. And and uh, I don't know, I've just been really excited. I've been uh, doing more phone calls about season two and starting season three. So those are the two like big things that happened outside of that. It was just like a bunch of like really like small things, like small victories that I'm super excited about. Dope. And like I said, I, I, I was in a funk over the weekend too. Um, so I, I don't know. Takenya made a point that, uh, full moon was in Scorpio. So everybody's self was getting fucked with, but I'm happy you made it through that. And, and, it's weird how we can we work so hard and we put stuff out and people do like what we do, but it's those moments where it's just like, damn, I'm not shit or my, my stuff ain't shit. And mm-hmm. it, it sucks because you have all the validation around you, but it it it's a period where it just seems worthless. And yeah, in those moments, I think it, 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 what makes it worse for me is I feel like I'm ungrateful on top of feeling worthless because I'm ungrateful for, I feel like I'm ungrateful for the love that I do get. So it's like, I feel like I ain't shit. And on top of that, I'm super ain't shit because I'm an ungrateful bitch. So working through those, those periods is like, it's, it's a, it's an experience. It is, but it's also one of those things of like, it's not, it's not that you're ungrateful. You also question it, right? You're mm. also like, I mean, that's a lot of what, what happened to me, right? So while I can get text messages or I can get tweets or, um, you know, Instagram comments of like, yo, we think you're so dope um, or we, we like what you're doing, this, that, and the third. On the other side, I'm like, but there's no money coming from this or Listen. me trying to explain this to people doing this thing like yeah the compliments i love that i think that's dope but like would you invest or like <laughs> do you believe like do you believe in me like you say you do right and that's just my brain being like they don't really believe in you and they ain't trying to give you no money like <laughs> so um and i'm like dang that's crazy because i set up this whole pitch thing for y'all and um i did this whole thing and it's no not to the people whether they believe in the vision or not it was just more or less me being like you ain't good enough yet. Um, and I think we'll we'll eventually have a conversation about how our nine to fives affect our mental health too. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, it's essentially that thing too. Cause I'm at the point where in my career and even with podcasting and anything else is where I'm sick of asking for permission. Mm. Um, and we won't be doing that much longer. <laughs> so, um, that, but that also comes at a price. Um, and I think that's where my brain was. Um, I think that's where I was headed. Right. And I, I didn't have a resolution at the time. And so I felt stuck. And that's the thing I'm learning how to be okay with not having a resolution with things sometimes and just sitting in it. Um, cause then I'll end up stressing myself out trying to come up with a solution and 
all the while I'm ignoring whatever I'm supposed to be getting from that period or whatever lesson or whatever I'm supposed to gain from being in that space. I miss out on it by stressing out about trying to fix it. And I end up going through the same things because instead of sitting in it and learning from it, I'm automatically going to fixing it. So I'm starting to learn how to find the lessons in those periods and then work on a long-term or permanent resolution. So I don't keep going through the same shit over and over again. Hey, so normally on my B-Day, somewhere around four, I like to drink lemonade. If all those things make sense, then that means that you, like me, are listening to the Boys Love Beyonce podcast with Sharnell and Huey. So whether it's around four, whether it's lemonade, whether you're rocket, whatever, tune in to conversations about Beyonce, all things Beyonce, and sometimes a little bit of Blue Ivy. So yeah, turn in, tune in to the Boys Love Beyonce show uh, with Charnel Huey. Let's jump into Love It or Leave It Alone. Okay. Because, I mean, the timelines have been ablaze, just like the Red Keep. Mm. Game of Thrones <laughs> is over. It's over. For good. Unless do now? a petition, you know, gets them to reissue it, which I highly doubt will happen because they put a happening. lot of time and effort into producing this last season. Although the writing may not have been up to par. Um. So real quick, okay. when did you start watching Game of Thrones? I started watching Game of Thrones. Oh. It might have been at the end of season five. The season six was coming back. Um, I binged all of it and then caught up to season six. Um, watched all of season six. And then I didn't watch season seven at all until right before season eight started. Um, so that's when I started around the end of season five. Cool. I started last year and I got completely caught up. In mm. January this year. Okay. That's dope. Um, so I was on time for this season. The big question is, are we going to love this last season or are we going to leave it alone? You know what? I, I, uh, I participated in all the jokes. Of course, uh, because what else do you do on Twitter? Black Twitter will keep something. Black Twitter will keep the trashes of trash alive. That's true. But all right. So here's two things. <laughs> I had two tweets. Um, No, it's probably more than that. So it's probably like four Um, from at least each of the four episodes, the first four episodes. And they all went my viral feels like the wrong word, but they did big numbers. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, like twenty five thousand likes, you know, like you know, fifteen thousand retweets or something like that. Like they they did the numbers in that way of just jokes, right? Um, I actually love this season, man. Um, Jon Snow showed me the proper way to duck responsibility. 
Uh, <laughs> you don't listen. You don't ever come to me about accountability. I've learned from John Snow. We don't want to do shit out here. <laughs> so, um, uh, apparently they, uh, the writers are very aware of, uh, I don't understand how the world works with wheelchairs out there in Winterfell and King's Landing, but Brand be getting around. Uh, so shout out to him. Whoever pushing his ass. What was her name? Mira? Yeah. The girl that was pulling him on his head throughout the slow and shit. Yeah, she's so strong. Because there's a lot of steps in King's Landing. I know she has some some muscles under them titties. She had to, like. Gotta be. Arms, upper body. Whew. Yeah. Um, Sansa decided to let everybody know that Bran's dick don't work (laughs) in front of everybody. (laughs) 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 Just. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I think there was a lot of slept on. There was really good character development. Um, the thing that I thought was going to happen was uh, Sansa was going to be the new queen. Uh, I thought Sansa was going to kill Danny, but that's not the way that worked out. Um, I know everybody thought Arya was going to do it, but I was like, nope, that's not going to happen. And I was wrong. I thought Bron was going to be the the king because that he's a, one of those people who will sit back and watch everybody kill themselves and then step in. So I loved season eight. There was a, a lot of great cinematography. There was a lot of great storytelling. Um, they balanced the violent deaths and massacres with um, very good character development. I thought it would have been a little bit more violent for the last episode, but I was absolutely fine with it, to be honest. I just liked making jokes, too, to kind of fit in. Because <laughs> um, I would say I loved it as well. There were, well, I went into it with low expectations. Um, So even when, like, I was like, okay, I think XYZ will happen, but I don't expect it to happen because, I mean, they killed Ned off, like, quick as shit so it's like i don't trust y'all period yeah for sure i'll play games i don't i I, fuck y'all so i didn't really have any expectations so i wasn't let down or disappointed like other people were Mm -hmm. um but there were a few things that did irritate me number one i wanted aria to steal somebody's fucking face and kill somebody. Same. That same. <laughs> she was out there with Westeros Jesus doing all that shit for nothing. Um, <laughs> Westeros Jesus. That's what he looked like. Fair. That is fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, still, I wanted her to steal Jamie's face to kill Cersei. Didn't happen. I was yeah, like, well, we thought that was gonna happen when when John killed her. Now I'm like, oh shit, that's Arya. She got on John's face. I was like, no, nah, John said a lie. Um. So I was upset that I didn't get that, but I am happy that Arya took out the Night King. Uh, yeah, that episode was probably the 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 climax of it all mm-hmm. of the season for me, at least. Um, like you said, the cinematography of the season was amazing. The CGI was amazing. It looked stunning. Period. Mm-hmm. Substance wise, it could have been better. It it's kind of like that that pretty person that has a really banal personality, but think that just because they look good, they're the shit. And it's like, mm, okay. you're a little bit lacking on the inside. 
But on the outside, you're beautiful. I wanted a more violent death for Cersei just like everybody else did, but I'm happy she died suffering in mental anguish. I didn't want Daenerys to take the throne, although that, that shot where the dragon behind her when the wings came up. I shit myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's <laughs> but no, that was an incredible scene. It was stunning. That's when I knew she was crazy, crazy. Oh, I mean, we knew she was. I mean, it's, it's in her blood. Um, kind of. Uh, uh, when Drogon burned the throne, that 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 whole scene, he had his moment of yeah, uh, like pain and almost. agony. I was I didn't want to say mm-hmm. tantrum because it That's was kind of warranted. I feel like tantrums mm-hmm. are like there's no reason behind it, but okay. he had reason. Uh plot holes aside and and lack of better substance in the story. I am gonna say I love this season. Also, within these eight seasons, it's been so many pivotal and iconic moments that mm-hmm. I was fine with this being a long drawn out conclusion that wasn't as climactic as like the Red Keep. Or when Daenerys popped up on everybody and was like, hey, I speak Valerian too. Uh, mm. Thanks for the soldiers. I'm going to take my dragon back, burn his ass, be gone. Uh, the the battle with the White Walkers. Did I say the Red Wedding? I know I did, but that was just a fucking moment. The, the Red Wedding might be the most traumatic piece of cinematic art that i think we've all witnessed not traumatic <laughs> no mainly because look so i think about it like there are moments in tv where like we all watched it and was like like what what the fuck did we just watch mm. like uh i remember talking to some older people about that and they were like we didn't feel we haven't felt that way since like watching like i guess it was, was that dallas or dynasty whoever shot jr one of those things like <clears throat> one of those shows like who the fuck like that, that, I dallas can't believe that or thing dynasty happened. one of those things i don't know <laughs> one of those old is the, the predominantly white cast uh so um that sounds like one of those been dallas because dynasty was the one with diane carroll okay dominique um it was that whole thing, like who shot Jr. And then also, I think those kind of shows, like where they have like your favorite characters will get killed, or people who, that's in that same vein as Walking Dead, except Game of Thrones put themselves head and shoulders. No pun intended. Shout out to Ned. Once they killed Ned, <laughs> um, above Walking Dead because. Walking Dead is essentially ran by the fans now. So people will openly say, if you kill Daryl or you kill Rick, I'm I'm a quit watching. And then, you know, thirty thousand people say they're gonna quit watching if you kill such and such or if this person is dead. I think Yeah, no, take that back. The Red Wedding is one and when Negan uh beat the shit out of them, uh <laughs> In uh, in The Walking Dead might be the two most traumatic things I've ever seen on TV. Uh, like those things are burned in my head. Like I could close my eyes and still see it. Like that is a terrible thing. Um, that's burned into my memory forever. So, yeah, but it is great TV. <laughs> it 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 was it was great television. Um, 
a very long drawn out conclusion and i i understand the frustration i do but i mean hey they did what they did either take it or leave it it's over you know, we can mm-hmm. use it for, for you know, t- fun Twitter fodder for the next forever. Um, It'll always be a pop culture moment. Um, It was either make it super duper big so everybody loved it or drop a couple balls and make people not like it. Either way, those are the two ways to, to really solidify yourself as a, a pop culture staple and i feel like game of thrones did that not necessarily mm-hmm. with this season alone but with this series as a whole i feel like it's been such an emotional roller coaster uh very very high moments very very low moments it ended on in, in, at a low moment kind of but i feel like the extremes of highs and lows really make it something that people are always going to have a visceral reaction to whether they liked it or not. Did I use visceral, right? I think so. You did. Awesome. But yeah, we're going to love the last season of game of Thrones and call it a night. Also last, what the fuck is the night watch's purpose now? Uh, like they like, just like they like security guards. They just sitting up at the shack. They ain't really got no nothing going on. Securing what? Like from who? Nothing. Just <laughs> destruction. Was, Put the wall back up. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, wait, hey, the the White Walkers are dead. The the Wildlings are friends, and like, what are we securing? Nothing. That's it. <laughs> they just up there chilling. What's going on, everybody? Does the quiet storm sound of Jay's voice get your down there parts ready for action? Do you love takes on current events, some of which you may have heard of and some which may have unfortunately missed your radar? Then make sure you check out the Just Say Words podcast. And hey, if you're not hip, you got some catching up to do. Let's get back to the show. So, question. When you set goals, do you have a method of doing that. No. So you just say, I want to do something and hopefully do it. So, well, see, here's the thing. When it comes to me, when it comes time to set goals, those goals are normally set out of either desperation or necessity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's, I'm sick of something or I'm sick of doing the same thing and getting the same result or the environment that I'm in is terrible and nobody is willing to change it. And so I have to figure out a way to do uh, something to be, to change the outcome. Right. And so then the goal is to be better than these people, to be better than this space, to make more money, to do this thing. I never have a set plan of like how to do that. It's just uh, like I joke all the time. And so people, it's like the Lego movie. Essentially I'm in a moving vehicle, but I'm trying to build, (laughs) I'm trying to build the pieces as we're still moving. It's never, I never sit down and formulate a solid plan. Like, and this is the thing. Very rarely do I ever get to sit down 
and formulate a plan and have contingencies and all those other things is normally like we're going too fast to stop. Mm. And so I need to think of this on the fly. Um, and so that's normally what happens. And that's the way goal setting has always been for me. It's always been out of necessity or desperation, never out of leisure or just these are the next steps and I'm going to do this now. Um, and, and that's something that I'm working towards changing, but currently that's the way it is. Gotcha. For me, when I set a goal, sometimes it's out of need or necessity. Um, but sometimes it's just out of a leisure too. It's like, I want to do this. This is something I want to accomplish. So I'm going to go for it. But, there is no, like, I'll think I devise a plan and it, it not be an effective plan or I'll devise a plan and it'll take longer than expected, sometimes shorter than expected. But I'm not organized in how I go about accomplishing my goals. I just set them and free ball it until I achieve it. Which leads to a lot of unfinished projects, which leads to me starting and stopping a lot of things. Um, and also with me and, like I said, staying on task and focusing on things, that's something I'm working on in general. So that's an issue as well. Uh, so I don't have any structure to achieving goals. But the reason I ask about that. Is because in my performance review at work, uh, my boss was, we were talking about, you know, my goals for the next year's performance review. And when I moved into the position that I'm in, there wasn't really a standard for it. So we, mm. we, we were, you know, creating my responsibilities and duties as we went along. So for my last performance review last year, the goals really weren't defined. They were really loose. They were really just general. So when it came down to this year, tracking my achievement of those goals is kind of difficult because there was no clear benchmark for what it was. Um, so then she brought up uh, the concept of smart goals. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? This sounds like something mm -hmm. that, you know, white people with time and money and privilege and resources think about, you know. And I looked it up and it's actually pretty dope. It's pretty interesting. Um, so SMART is an acronym. Um, so the S stands for specific. The M is measurable. The A is achievable. The R is relevant. And the T is time bound. And these are all mm. things that... Um, you, know, you take into consideration when you're setting a goal to number one, help you reach your goals more effectively and, you know, just give yourself a clear benchmark. So I want to, I wanted to go through them and see, you know, where we are efficient at and where it's like, Oh, this is where I dropped the ball at. So this is probably why a lot of my things don't get finished or don't get finished properly. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, so the first thing is making your goals specific. Um, and just reading from this article on mindtools.com, your goal should be clear and specific 
Otherwise, you won't be able to focus your efforts or feel truly motivated to achieve it. When drafting your goal, try to answer the five W questions. What do I want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? Who is involved? Where is it located? And which resources or limits are involved? So when you're setting your goals, you said you do yours mostly out of necessity. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this something that you usually think of? Like, do you think about, okay, I mean, clearly you know what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. but do you think about why it's important and who is going to be involved, where it's going to take place and which resources you have or where your limitations are? So I think as of lately, the more I do things for pod dealers, the more I'm active in the community. I think more of the very in specific ways. Um, but also in the way of like who's involved, I'm so used to doing things. And we talked about this actually on the last episode too. But I'm so used to doing things by myself that I'm in a space where it's hard for me to ask for help. Mm. Um, so when it's who, it's normally just me. And it should be more people, right? There should be more uh, more folks that um, that should be helping me or should be hands-on. But there's this fear of, like, like back to necessity that people don't care as much as I care. So... Uh, and also, I don't like being on other people's time, right? Like, I have an idea, which also is not specific. I don't have a specific deadline when this thing is going to get done. I just know it needs to get done soon. So, from the time I tell it to somebody else, in my mind, I'm thinking 14 days. <laughs> but um, they might be thinking, like, yo, this might take a month or this might take two months or whenever I feel like it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm thinking I'm giving you two weeks and then this needs to be done. Um, And so... That's just the way my brain works. I never um, a lot of my goals have always been set very vague because I also deal with this thing of like, what if it doesn't work out? Mm. Uh, and so then I'm like, what well, I didn't, you know, now I failed, but I just failed uh, in, in an organized way. <laughs> so <Yeah>. so <laughs> and now that doesn't feel good. So they always are very vague. Like, uh, well, you know, it's before the end of the year. <laughs> like, so. um. I'm very new to smart goals. They do it at my company, but um, I think I'm going to use them more in a, in a uh, personal way, but I also don't. Yeah. I don't have any of those things when I'm creating goals. So it'll be new for me to, to implement that in my particular life. Right. And I feel like a lot of the times when we set goals, we approach them very open-mindedly when we should kind of make them, more narrow and and specific. Um, I know for me, this has always been like, okay, I want to do this. But sometimes there hasn't really been a why is this goal important type of thing, which is why things would get started and then stop. Mm. Um, And then like you with the who was involved, a lot of times it's mostly me. I intentionally will set goals and try to limit it to things that I can do because I don't want to ask anybody for help, which gets in the way. But then it's like, who is involved? Me. And then which resources or limits are involved? It's like, well, I'm the only one doing it. So I, I kind of self-imposed that limitation mm-hmm. and accept it as a limitation when I don't have to. And then I, I complain about it and it's like, nobody's helping me. It's like, well, nigga, you didn't ask for help. So, uh, so 
as far as making my goals specific, I always know what I want to do, but really thoroughly fleshing out the the why is it important. I think that's one big step that I really need to to start doing more often because it'll help me determine, okay, this actually is really important. So I ideally will pay more attention and, and stick to it better. Um, so that was the S. The M is measurable. So it's important to have measurable goals so that you can track your progress and stay motivated. Assessing progress helps you to stay focused, meet your deadlines, and feel excitement of getting closer to achieving your goal. A measurable goal should address the following questions. How much, how many, and how will I know when it is accomplished? I think this okay. step has messed me up when it comes to achieving goals a lot because, again, I'll set really vague goals with no clear indication of when it's met. It's just like, yeah. oh, I want to go to the gym and work out and get stronger, but I'm not tracking anything. I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm just going in there and lifting some weights and calling it a day as opposed to, you know, okay, this is the routine. I'm going to measure, you know, my progress by, you know, putting it all in the app so I can see, okay, last week I lifted this much or last week I ran this much. And that's been really helpful in me staying consistent and being in the gym and working out because yeah. I can actually see, okay, I'm making progress. I'm working towards, I just generally want to be stronger and, and be able to do more with my body. And I'm measuring that, you know, by how much I can lift, how much I can run. And I'm keeping track of it with every time I'm in the gym. So it's, it's, it is more motivating, at least for me, when I do have clear measures of tracking and meeting that goal. But how does measuring your goals factor into how you have met or not met your goals? So measuring what I do hmm. measuring what I do in my personal life is more about being like being impactful. So in that way of like how many people know who I am and what I do outside of my nine to five. Um, and so I don't know how that is. So I, <laughs> I know I told you off air, but I was like, I have to go to these social events and uh i have to be in there and i have to show my face and sometimes i walk in a room and people are excited they're like oh i know that guy uh and some people <laughs> are like who is this who is this person and why is he here uh, so um i can measure it in a way of like oh snap i'm starting to see the same people over and over so it is i'm becoming more impactful i'm getting in the right circles i'm in the right rooms with the right people versus Oh, snap. I'm a stranger here. I have to start over from scratch. They don't know who I am. This is a fresh start. I have to be charming. I have to be nice. I can't uh, I can't do and say certain things. It's the first time. So not necessarily code switching in that way, but also in a way of like, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do either. Um, sometimes that's really helped me where I'm like, oh, snap, it's the CEO of such and such that can uh, that person can refer you to one person to change your life to 
oh man, that's just that that person who uh that's the lunch lady. <laughs> like and there's no difference in the change. Like they're both very important. They're important people. But it's just also like, oh snap, I'm meeting more people in various things. Um so it's the mine is about impact, not necessarily a number per se. Um but I, I think the other measurable thing is um like analytics. So mm. I would like more people to engage with just say words, the Grow World Podcast, Pod Dealers as a whole. So I can watch those numbers kind of climb. Okay. People are interested. People are talking about the show. People are talking about this show. They're watching the videos. They're watching our sound clips or listening to our sound clips. Um uh, <laughs> And things like that. So the analytical part of that of like, yo, I want those numbers to go up. So I have to do whatever is measurable in that way. Right. And you brought up a point that I I was going to bring up too, which is dope is analytics and numbers, especially when it comes to being in the, in, in the creative space. For me, I would be focused on numbers as a, a measurement of my goal when my goal was to mainly just create something dope and something amazing. And then I'm measuring it by, you know, plays and things like that. And at some point it was like, okay, the, the goal and the way I'm measuring it aren't lining up because if you are, I'm, I'm more focused on just creating a really dope quality product. I'm going to put something out that sounds good that people can rock with and content wise, you know, people may or may not rock with it, but at the end of the day, this shit's dope. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But measuring it with numbers isn't necessarily accurate because you can get a lot of numbers or low numbers, but it has nothing to do with the quality of your product and what you're putting out. So when my mind shifted from focusing on numbers to focusing on how it sounds, you know, that's why I've been really trying to get more into upping my editing skills and just honing my ear and just learning more and paying attention to how I am with the microphone um and all the components that make what I do high quality the numbers are going to be the numbers but at the end of the day what matters to me is people saying yo the show is good i listen to it y'all are doing something great it sounds good when people be like they really sounds like you and jay are in the same room it's like huh. thank you <laughs> Like yeah, stuff like that. I, so, yeah, it, I can absolutely see that. Yeah, so I learned that measuring your goal has to fall in line with what your actual goal is. And another place where I've messed up when it comes to measuring is measuring my goal with standards that don't really fit what the goal actually is. So yeah, yeah, I think, but I also think that plays a part into like impact, right? So, mm. um. This is inside baseball for the listeners too. Baseball, think, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a term behind the scenes for you guys. Um, also, I think the thing is too recognizing, um, 
recognizing deficiencies and recognizing where other people excel. So as the conversation you and I had about editing and producing and production, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you have a you had a clearer vision for what you wanted the show to sound like, while I had a clearer vision of what I want the show to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think we both um, like we we had food on each other's plate. Like, oh no, actually, you should have the fries, and I will take this thing. So you, <laughs> you, you. So we just swapped, right? So you were like, no, I, I want the show to sound a specific way, um, and I need, and I need to be in charge of that. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. You, you should. You, you have a clearer vision of what it is. I'm kind of still kind of feeling my way around this, but I know visually and aesthetically what I need the show to look like when people see it. So whether it's down their timeline or whatever this is. Um, or how we write things um, and promote the show in that way. Like I have a better idea for that, right? You so, do because that shit so is that like thing. that's not my. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. But those are the things. Like I know. Like I think that's the other thing um, about, like you said in your smart goals. Like you need to know specifically what it is that you're good at. Like things in your wheelhouse that's going to help you excel. Like we're just essentially like. If I'm trying to do the audio and I'm kind of like, is this right? Is this right? Is this cool? You like you mean it like this? If you know specifically where things need to cut in and cut out and where things need to be at, um, you know, hey, just give it to me. I'll I'll do it. And it's no slight to me or no slight to whoever is handling the audio. It's just like, no, I know specifically where this is going to go. And that's another thing too because consumers and podcast listeners are becoming smarter they care more about audio um i think i actually just had a conversation about this like i think some people will even sacrifice some audio sound if the content is great but if we ain't really talking about nothing or we just getting jokes off then the audio needs to be superb um and that is a thing that's not up for debate from some listeners um and i think you had a clearer vision of what you wanted it to sound like and how you wanted us to be heard versus um, what my idea of, or what I had a perception of. So shout out to you. And shout out to you. This is teamwork, buddy. And you can the handle working true. with all the people and saying, Hey, this is what the show is. Cause that's not my lane at all. I'll be trying like, hey guys, go listen to this. Okay, bye. <laughs> Here's a little clip. Okay, bye. But no, um, so that the M was measurable. The A when it comes to smart goals is achievable. Uh, your goal also needs to be realistic and attainable to be successful. In other words, it should stretch your abilities but still remain possible. When you set an achievable goal, you may be able to identify previously overlooked opportunities or resources that can bring you closer to it. An achievable goal will usually answer questions such as how can I accomplish this goal and how realistic is the goal based on other constraints such as financial factors. Mm. Let me tell you how this one fucks me up. I have uh, I guess we can say it's a complex. I don't know, but I feel like I can do more than I actually can. And I have this mm. mindset that, oh, well, I can always do more than my body's going to allow me to do. 
which is true to a certain extent, but I really push it. And then I don't think about the time constraint. So I'll pack in a lot of stuff and try to do so much. And I'm dropping balls left and right, or just not even picking some of them up that I plan on because I'm not being reasonable and how achievable the goals are given time constraints or given physical constraints. So that's really something that I'm learning to take into consideration more and more, which is why I've cut back on certain things. Like I can't fit in too much because I have other goals and um, not on this list is prioritization. And I had to prioritize the things that I want to do. And some things had to get, you know, bumped down or pushed off until later because just time wise, time constraints, I can't do everything. Um, so that's been a big one for me to as of lately, at least. Um, that's why, like, you know, I talked to you and Chanel and Frankie about, you know, recording times and recording schedules worked out different um, hours for my part time job so that I can have more time to actually sit and do things. Um, so, yeah, that's been a big thing for me. But what about you? So I like to cheat the system. Um, <laughs> we all love like doing to, that. I like to make a bunch of small achievable goals. That I know I can crush really quick because uh, my um, my brain needs that kind of validation. <laughs> so it's like, look at this thing that you did. Uh, the thing about it, with I'm with you in that way where I have made so many small goals that I never really challenged myself. Like I know I can do that, right? Mm. And so once um, a challenge arises, it's the two things. It's really sink or swim. And I'm really good at being... Um, knowing that things will be okay in the end, but also thinking on my feet. Right. So, um, but I got to be in it. Like I can't, that's the thing. Like I said, there's either like necessity or desperation. I've never sat down and been like, what's an achievable goal that I can do? Or what's something like, what's a challenge. Right. Mm. So it's always like, I'm always in the middle of it. And then the challenge comes and I'm like, I got to think on my feet. It's never, I set myself up for something challenging and I get to work through it piece by piece and take my time. No, Never works out like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the other thing is, uh, I also, like I said, I like to have so many small goals that I knock out that it is easier for me to then, uh, those seem tangible to people. Mm. So instead of being like, well, I'm working on this one big thing, um, here's a bunch of little things that I knocked out. Um, and I, And when you work in IT or any of those, things essentially that's what people want to see is like what are things you can bite off right now like you like how do you they question they always ask is like how do you eat an elephant right like one bite at a time that kind of thing mm. um so they say all of that stuff so i'd like to do i set my work day up like that right so a lot of the bigger things i work on those in the morning then after lunch it's just small victories that I can kill. So then you essentially pad the stats in that way. Right. The two really big things before lunch. And then I did 12 little things like fixed the, a bunch of websites or did this thing mm. um, instead of being like that thing. So I do a lot of that with podcasting or do a lot of that with the business. Right. So it's a like, okay, I recorded two really big segments um, earlier and then I edited a bunch of Saturday series episodes or I put a bunch of Saturday series stuff together. 
Then um, I worked on a bunch of visuals and made sound clips, blah, 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 like that kind of stuff, like stuff that has to go out. Because um, those, and for using business terms, those are deliverables. Right. Um, and so that's where things feel like, oh, I've a, I've done something like achievable in that way. Mm. Um, so that was the A. The R, when it comes to SMART goals, is relevant. And this one cracks me up. Well, has messed me up too. This step is about ensuring that your goal matters to you and that it also aligns with other relevant goals. We all need support and assistance in achieving our goals, but it's important to retain control over them. So make sure that your plans drive everyone forward, but that you're still responsible for achieving your own goal. A relevant goal can answer yes to these questions. Does this seem worthwhile? Is this the right time? Does this match our other efforts or needs? Am I the right person to reach this goal? Is it applicable in the current socioeconomic environment? So talk to me about the relevancy of your goals and how or if you've assessed them and how it's played a factor in achieving your goals. Um, the goals are relevant in the way to if they align with my personal um, my personal things that I want to achieve or they align with the business plan. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of the way that they're relevant, right? So if I create a goal where I'm like, I want us to be in more rooms, I want us to be talking to more people, I want us to do increased revenue in, in a certain way, um, I have to create a relevant goal that lines up with the business plan in that way. Um, but they're also, I have to create a lot of what I do also has to bring people on board. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me while I am the quote unquote boss. Um, I have to have other people to buy into it. You're only as good as your team. Right. Uh, and so that is the thing. If the team don't believe in it, or if people are questioning it, then it's, it's tough. Is why are we doing that? Why would you do that? Or why, you know, um, so they have to be relevant, but they also have to be, um, they have to be relevant to everyone. They don't just have to be relevant to me. So, um, those relevant goals have to be realistic and tangible for, um, for everyone that is involved. And that comes with a fair amount of communication, um, and standing your ground and arguments and conflict resolution and all the other stuff. Um, but a lot of times when I'm doing relevant goals, it's just really, like I said, to the business plan or if something that I really want to achieve, but ideally it's, it's like, mm, does this, it, we always, like, I always have that self-doubt thing. Like, does this matter? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that is a, a part where, um, the self-doubt kind of, it wins over sometimes. I don't know. What about you? Um, like I said, when it comes to assessing the relevancy of my goals, it's somewhere uh, a thing that I where I, it's another place where I've dropped the ball. Um, like when I said, okay, I wanted to be a wine sommelier and I wanted to be like a whiskey connoisseur. I was bartending at the time. I still enjoy bartending. I haven't done it in a while, but you know, it's fun. It's cool. But 
the relevancy of it. It's like, okay, do I investing in taking the time out to learn about wine and whiskey and all that stuff? Is that really relevant to me or is it just something that I think is cool? It was just something I thought was cool. Um, on top of that, my fascination with, with alcohol was really rooted in self-medication. So maybe it wasn't the most healthily relevant thing, but I didn't really sit down to think about it. Um, but then when it comes to like podcasting and, and acting and, and, you know, I'm trying to get into production and everything. When I sit down and think about that, I feel fulfilled when I do these things. I, I, I feel great. I feel energized when it comes to podcasting and recording and editing. I feel great when I am, you know, filming and like it makes me feel good. So these are things that are actually relevant. Going to the gym, working out, it feels good. It's relevant. These are goals that when I... I'm working towards them. I'm working towards a sense of self-fulfillment and, and contentment with my life. Um, It's been things as, like I said, is fly by night, you know, just random interests that I would get carried away with and end up investing time and money. And it's just like, okay, I don't want to do this no more. This is dumb. Which That's is something true. else that I'm working on in therapy. Um, so yeah, assessing the relevancy of my goals is something that I definitely need to take into more consideration because it will save me time and money and it will actually it'll allow me more time to work on things that I actually want to do and not do these random side projects that I'm just doing because I'm bored and because I can't concentrate on anything else. So that's where relevancy comes into play with me. Um, and then the T when it comes to smart goals is time bound. Every goal needs a target date so that you have a deadline to focus on and something to work towards. This part of the smart goal criteria helps to prevent everyday tasks from taking priority over your longer term goals. Time bound, a time bound goal will usually answer these questions. When? What can I do six months from now? What can I do six weeks from now? And what can I do today? And defining a clear time frame for my goals is another reason. I don't make smart goals at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're not alone. Running through all of these, I thought that there was some, there is no structure to me moving throughout this. Um, I, I, I don't set clear time boundaries and time goals for things. And well, I haven't, I'm working on it now, but that would mess me. Like I would put up shows late, um, stuff at work, you know, I would drop balls or, you know, scheduling a meeting or booking a room at the last minute because I would have my goals, but I wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to give myself this set amount of time to do it. Or sometimes I give myself too much time to do something, which I learned is bad for me. I need a, a short turnaround time or else I will not get shit done. Um, but how has setting a, 
a time frame for your goals? How has that impacted you? How, are you? Do you feel like it's something that you do a lot or something that you need to work on? Um, It's something I'm very new to. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I'm very uh, go with the flow is probably the wrong word, but it's it is. Uh, is relevant in this situation, right? So it's like, yeah, I I just do it whenever. Uh, it just needs to get done, and it doesn't matter when it gets done. I think moving into this thing of like, um, management, whether it be people or products, um, I had to be more time sensitive about the way we put things out and the way we market things. So you know, asking you about what a drop days look like, um. What time do we normally like to be uh, at? Like, what time do you want to drop the show? The same thing when you're working with somebody new. Like, what day was your drop day? What is your content going to look like? When do you, when you will, will record? Um, those are all new things. Even, like, the contributions for Saturday series. Like, they just, I just used to be like, just send them in. Send them in. And then people would be like, well, when do you need them by? And I'm like, oh, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, because it also feels like I'm pestering people, right? It's right. a story. It's a podcast driven by other people and their stories. And I'm like, whenever you can get to it. But I had to be like, I just recently got into that phase of being like, you got until this day to give me this thing. Anything that comes after this day goes into something else. Um, and so um, I started using that in other things like. I'm going to, you know, talk to people. I'm giving you a week to do this thing. I need to, I need to answer in the next 72 hours. If you're not doing that, then we moving on. Like, so being very assertive in that way. Um, cause a lot of what I do is it requires another person. So I have already come up with an idea. Let's reconvene in two days to give you some time to think about it. Mm. Let's do that thing. Um, so, you know, even at work, it's, Okay, I'm gonna give y'all, you know, you got to the end to close the business, uh, you know, whatever. We'll we'll reconvene at that time. If not, then tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning, we're moving on without you. Same thing. Podcast the same way. So that is yeah, I've had to it's new to me. So I'm still figuring it out. But ideally, no, I never have a time frame for anything. Everything's just like, yeah, no, whatever, dude. Whenever you get to it. We'll get it done when it gets done. Like, cause even yep. when we were, um, like planning the show out, we would talk, but we weren't really set like a deadline or we were like, okay, it's cool. We'll reconvene on this at some point. And it's like, okay, we need to put it, put the show out. We need to actually like do it because if we don't, we're just mm-hmm. going to keep talking, but right. we never really set like clear. Okay. I mean, at, at some points we did, okay, let's talk again next week. But for the most part, at least on my end. I don't feel like I set clear time boundaries for planning the show out, which is kind of why I feel like it, it made the process drag out a little longer. Okay. Um, And it made my contributions a little inefficient because... It was like, okay, I'm here. Okay, now I'm other places. I'm other places. Okay, I'll, I'll come back now. Okay, I'll come back now. As opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to plan this, this, this. Up. I'm going to have this ready by this specific time and sticking to it. Um, Which is why now when it comes to like having a kind of outline of the show, it's like, okay, I need to have at least a good point, some references and stuff the day before. 
that gives me time mm-hmm. to look up stuff. It gives me time to think about what I want to talk about or however. And it, it, it's better. I feel like I'm better on the microphone when I do that, as opposed to when I'm like scrambling the day of trying to get notes and things together. Mm. Um, so it's helping me to be more organized. It's like, Oh, who would have knew that, you know, a time limit would be beneficial. Like it's not common sense at all. Uh, I think so. I think a lot of, uh, well, I mean, like, I think a lot of what we did in the beginning of like planning a show or talking about it, it was, I'm trying to see what your vision is. So I purposely did a lot of like question asking in that way of like, all right, so what do you want to do? Um, but I left the ball in your court purposely to kind of be like, I need him to fully communicate what it is that he's trying to do. Um, and so in that way, I also had to learn to be hands off um, because it also is caught in a space where you are. I don't want to be too pushy from the creative director standpoint, but I also want to be very involved because it's my homie. Like I'm working with my homie. So um it's that thing where i kind of had to like pump the brakes on how hands-on and like pushing the issue and waiting for a retrograde to be over and all those other okay, things that to, was like, a serious <laughs> that was and i was like i don't know what's happening what, what yes i do understand now that it is a serious thing but i'm like i don't know what's happening and this is the thing so as in a business model i'm like this is the thing we're gonna do this this time this is the time we're gonna do this but, you know, you explained it to me and we had jokes about it and we talked about it and we laughed and talked through it. Um, but it was also in that way of like I needed to fully understand your vision. So I had to be more hands off in that way because I wanted your vision to kind of come through um, or what I, what ideals you had for the show. Right. Like I had already kind of had my ideas like up front um, and those are already were like we're in the mix of being created. So I was absolutely fine with my contributions to the show. Um, but I wanted it to also be, I wanted to see clearly what you saw for the show. Um, shit happens, but I'm better for it. So yeah, that, that's the, (laughs) (laughs) that's the, the smart goals approach, um, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. So we would love to, to hear what you guys think about this. And if you think it's an effective process and, if you feel like you do this already, or if you feel like there are certain steps that you may not do, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to add? No, I think we covered a lot today. We did. And it'll be dope to see um, how we implement this or maybe even modify it. You never know. But from this conversation, um, what seeds are you going to plant, and what are you weeding out? Um, I'm going to get better at creating smart goals for myself personally, and the way I maneuver with pod dealers and other podcasts. Um, sometimes when I want to collaborate with somebody, I'm just kind of like, oh, I just want to work with you at some point. <laughs> so I'm like, I I would like no, give me some things. People that I've reached out to. Have been like, yo, I'm down to work with you, but you gotta give me some dates and some times. Let me know when you're free, and I'll match it up with my schedule. 
Um, so being very specific in that way. Um, looking for more measurable things. Um, in the business of when or when you're in the business of doing things in a digital space, um, people want tangible things. So measurable, having things that are more measurable and actually achievable, right? So if I want our numbers to spike, right? So how do we do that? We we promote a different way. We um, you know, drop maybe drop a different day, this kind of thing. So yeah, be interested to see like creating more measurable things um in that way. And so those are the things that I will see, the things that I will weed. Um, is being really vague. I don't I don't want to be really vague. We I need to be more specific, especially with goals. Um, I will also weed out uh vision boards because they're really essentially, especially vision board parties, they're essentially just classes to teach you how to become a serial killer and that's the same. <laughs> So, so I won't be doing that or or participating in that. So shout out to y'all. <laughs> oh man, uh, making a vision board was a goal that I never achieved. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to you. You're better for it. <laughs> uh, I, I did have a time bound on it. Uh, a time bound, Jesus. I did have a time, you know, stamp or goal for that. Um, it was relevant. Well, I think the hmm, relevancy is actually probably where it didn't work out because it was a specific. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to put on it. Uh, measurable is doing it or not doing it. Achievable, very achievable. I just didn't want to take the time out to do it. Relevancy, I didn't need it. It would have been dope mm. to have, you know, supplementally, but that's needing it. I didn't really didn't. Um, but we'll see. Um, I'm definitely going to plant more weeds of, of specificity. I mean, plant mm. more weeds, Jesus, plant more seeds of specificity. Um, and making sure that my goals are reasonable and achievable. And I'm going to weed out missing time deadlines and giving myself extensions on things. Um, I definitely definitely need to be more disciplined in getting things done in a more timely manner. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm going to maneuver this one. That's dope. So yeah, everybody, let us know how you've been attacking your goals and how you will be attacking your goals, especially after um, hearing about, you know, the smart goals and everything. And the links to the article will be in the description. So you can check it out for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's move towards um, setting more reasonable and achievable goals and actually doing them and actually, you know, completing them. It's 2019. We ain't got time. To not be completing goals no more. Yes. I don't know what 2019 has to do with it. It just sounded cool yes. to say. And give up your vision boards. Y'all look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and give up your vision boards. Anyway, uh, seasons change. <laughs> Things are rearranged. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out. <laughs>